The Those Guys with Ships Show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. How are we doing? I'm full. You know how I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just I'm just peachy. I'm doing PTU 2.2.0 invites, baby. That's how I'm doing. Oh, man. Some of us are jealous. <laughs> I'm <Yay>! jealous. <laughs> I'm reading patch notes like a fiend over here. Yeah, yeah. You know what's, you know what's waiting around the corner for me in 2.2? The saber. The saber. Do you know how, yep. how jealous, how chomping the bit I am right now? Yep, this like, pronounced the sabre. The sabre. El, El sabre. <laughs> Pardon me, that's the sabre. Uh, as, as of this patch, every single ship in my hangar will be flyable. Nice. Oh, wow. Wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. Tally, we were, Vanguard, I, Super Hornet, Aurora, uh, and then the Sabre. Oh, nice. man. All mine all my are flyable. <laughs> we but were just talking I, no about... Yeah, no one said <laughs> We were just talking about how they're the... the intended list and i don't know if this will actually be in yet but they had hoped to get coolers um and uh, what was the other one Cleep, the other coolers and um power plants uh, yeah cooler, coolers and power plants in and so the question th- that i'm dying to answer is when they say in do they mean into arena commander or are we now able to customize our ships in the ptu i'm going to let you know something we'll discuss in a an abbreviated segment later that heating and cooling is in already in a, in a muted fashion but after a happy mistake i discovered that it does work mm, nice well hopefully even better now yeah yeah, yeah totally oh really i did ah. not notice that so i'll tell you tell you a little bit more about that in in the loop loop well that and so much more because we are those guys with ships and this is episode 63 of the those guys with ships show our Star Citizen Organization Community Podcast. My name is Gleep. I'm back from walkabouts. You were missed. Aw. Now, Mark. Mm-hmm. It's me. You are a Marine, aren't you? True. All right. What can you tell me about 29 Palms? Uh, it's a base. It's in okay. California. Yeah. There are some hills. And there it's are? really sandy. Mm-hmm. Were, were you ever there? Uh, I was there for training for uh, about a month at one point. Uh, pre-deployment stuff they had us do. Uh, but that is the only time I was there. And I didn't really get too much time to, I didn't think to explore much. Mainly just the inside of a, uh, uh, what would it be, I don't know, some kind of a little small barracks kind of thing. So you have all that yeah. sand there. It's perfect for training A whole lot of sand and a whole lot of running around in it. Now, um, so you, I'm guessing you didn't have downtime to go to the General Patton Museum then? No, I did not. We were not allowed even off of the, uh, the uh, um, wow, the area that we were, you know, kind of you know, held in there, whatever. So, so yeah, I didn't when, you say, when you say pre-deployment, are we talking like weeks, maybe, sounds like? Uh, the training, I believe, oh man, don't quote me on this, I can't remember offhand, uh, I believe it was about 
uh, um, two months or so before deployment is when we got back from there. So maybe, so maybe, yeah, so maybe two and a half, three months before, I guess. Maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe a month, two months before. Anyway, but yeah, I'm close to the deployment. What time of year were you there? Oh man, uh, so it would have been early, early, yeah, beginning of the year, like a January, February, something like that. Oh, okay, so just about the same time I was there. Yeah, yeah, just about, yeah. Ah, well, I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to go to the Patton Museum because it's really, really interesting. I was staying not too far from there, so, um, and uh, just for folks, I didn't know about uh, about Patton's story, but um, definitely an, an amazing man, and uh, what I didn't realize is that um, he had fought in the Spanish-American War and then in World War One, and prior to... Um, our involvement in uh, uh, North or Africa. I guess actually the involvement in North Africa had already begun in World War II, and we were losing a lot of troops because of the conditions there. And so they needed a place where they could acclimate troops um, before sending them over uh, to um, uh, to North Africa uh, in the, the fight against Rommel. And um, uh, Patton had grown up in Southern California, so he knew of that desert area and um, uh, so uh, established a training base there. And it was huge. It was enormous. Uh, It covered just an an enormous portion of uh, that part of of southeastern California and parts of uh, Nevada and even a little bit of Arizona, I believe. And um, so it was, um, if you're ever down there and you're any kind of like a military history buff or not, because I'm I'm not really, but uh, just... uh, Interesting stuff about the man and uh, the uh, the role in history that that part of uh, our United States plays in in uh, in uh, World War Two. So, do you know? Uh, do you know Patton was an Olympic athlete? Yes, was he? I, I, well, I, I I did not know that, but I, I know I knew that after going there. Mm-hmm. The nineteen twelve Summer Games Stockholm. Yeah, po- pogo stick. No, <laughs> uh, he was also forced to uh, repeat his first year at West Point. Not a scholar, which is interesting because in the movie with George C. Scott, he's sort of portrayed as being um, a student of war. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but um, anyway, anyway, that's that was. I did not go back to the aviation museum this year. I, w- I went to the Patton Museum instead. Nice. Oh, you disappoint me as an aviation fan. Uh, but but you, I, I sent you guys all a, a picture of a, uh, a truck with LTI. I, I was wondering if you were going to talk about that because that was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it, it, the fluids had been drained, but it did have LTI. So there you go. All right. Now, most important thing, apart from the release of 2.2 to the PTU, has anybody else seen the Deadpools yet? Nope. Yes. I'm seeing it this weekend. Yeah, uh, I think I want to see it this weekend, too. I've heard from everybody and their brother that it's fantastic. Girls, guys, doesn't matter. People that don't even like superhero movies, they say it's great. Dogs. So probably Dogs, cats, cats and cats. Everything. everything. No children. Yeah. Do not yeah. take That children. I've heard. My, um, yeah. So I sent my son's mother a text message. My son uh, turns 14, actually, uh, at the end of this month. And I sent my son's mother a text message, and I was like, I, I don't really know if he should be seeing this movie now keep in mind when i was 14 it was the uh early 80s and we had just gotten vhs and so we were all watching things we weren't supposed to watch um (laughs) but as a parent i'm like i I don't really know if this is a movie he should watch to which she replied back you know he's been a fan of deadpool for years i didn't have a choice 
Yeah, and I was that's like, true. Yeah, she's like, and she's like, I did my due diligence. I, I I read all the spoilers before we went in, and I covered his eyes during the things I didn't want him to see. And I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> At least you tried. Well, I feel like if he's if he was reading that already, uh, yeah. let's be honest, he's he's been exposed. Yeah, he's he's fourteen. He's not he's been you know ten, and he has been a huge Deadpool fan for. At least the last four or five years. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think you can't not take them then. No, and you know, I was watching Conan the Barbarian and Best Little Whorehouse oh, in Texas and yeah. uh, Revenge of the Nerds, the first one, and Porky's and <laughs> oh all sorts God, of movies. Porky's. Yeah, I have all seen sorts Porky's. of movies I should not have been watching between the ages of twelve and fifteen. My right. uh, my dad accidentally my dad <laughs> yeah, accidentally brought home. Um, a copy of Risky Business when I was a teenager, and he (laughs) he had seen it in theaters and had forgotten much about it other than that it was Uh a Tom Cruise film, and sat down the whole family to watch it. Oh, Lord. (laughs) My, uh... My mom danced in front of the television when she when when the uh, Conan and the witch scene came on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, man. It's, it's not even in the Deadpool's. It's not even the um, uh, the amorous parts. You know, it's uh, you know, Jimmy. The I think you probably remember the the twelfth bullet. Um, that was uh, in one of the earlier scenes on the, on right. the freeway there. Right. Right. That I mean, even for a, a, you know a, a big kid of my maturity, um, that that was kind of like ooh, I felt a little little queasy. Yeah, yeah, L- lots of lots of violence. violence huh? Yeah, yeah, lots of gratuitous violence, lots of gratuitous sex. Um, the thing is, though, and, and I agree with a lot of the reviews, is the film really has heart, and I think that's like the thing that really like it's not yeah it's gratuitous but that's kind of what the comic it's very true to the character and they do a very good job of of um of doing that and still having heart you you still feel for the for the character um i think ryan reynolds does a fantastic job i i think that this was the character he has always been born to play well he's been campaigning for this this movie for a while yeah because it's perfect he, he there's i don't think there's anybody else that could play deadpool but ryan reynolds no i was thinking the same thing the other day i thought who else would you honestly pick for that role me I, i'd do besides it. Gleep. <laughs> besides Gleep, the muppet version <laughs> um deadpool, oh man but yeah you guys you guys will enjoy it. it it's gratuitous but it has heart and it's it's very well written it's very well scripted um i, I really like um the uh, I don't want to spoil it, so I'll just say I really like the um, the White Knight in the movie. Gleep, you know who I'm talking about. The White Knight. Yes, Leslie Uggams. No, the the, no. the 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 conscience, the superhero conscience that keeps popping up in the whole movie. Do I need to oh, remove yeah, my yeah, earphones yeah, yeah. for a few minutes? So you guys can get this over with. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I feel like you really did. like you just got to get it out. They they did a good job with all the characters, basically, is what I'm saying. Yes, good. they did. Good. All right. Well, let's let's uh, revisit it next week after you guys have seen it, right? And, uh, just spoil it for the entire world. Oh, that's even better. I think we uh, I think we can let spoilers out next week. I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I mean, it's already made more money than God. So I mean, you know, yeah. Which incidentally is a lot of money. It is. That is a lot. A lot of money. In case anyone wasn't sure, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, um, before we get started with all of our regular stuffs, I would like to bring up a little something-something for us to discuss. Um, 
In a private discussion thread on our website, the topic of weekly meetup start times and attendance commitments has come up, and it's been a while since we've discussed this, if we ever have, Um, so I thought I'd do my bit to clarify some things from the TGWS senior management perspective, which is a fancy way of saying what John and I think, Um, and then uh, open it up for all of us to discuss further, so... Does that sound okay? Fair enough. Did, 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 you, send out a, did you send out a memo on, on, on the, the, the TTI reports? <laughs> yeah, through the pneumatic tube. Oh, <laughs> nice. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Look, I, everyone had to do the sound effect. You have to. I, just, oh, I got to do it. We, we need a segment that has a pneumatic tube uh, sound effect. You should, you should on, the, on the main show for the, uh, the newsletter, just the two of you going back and forth. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> from from either side of the ears, you have to do it in stereo. Yeah, exactly, though. it's stereo back and forth. Yeah, nice. our budget only allows for vocal reinterpretations of sound effects. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, first and foremost, guys, those guys with ships is a casual organization. Okay, and as it is stated in our orgs man- manifesto. Everyone is welcome to come play in whatever ship they have whenever they can for as little or as long as they want. And now this applies to everybody in the org. Um, The thinking here is that if something isn't fun for you, no one wants you to feel like you have to play. Um, we We have stated this overtly many times to differentiate ourselves from groups which require some amount of attendance. Which is fine if, and we're not saying that that's bad, but it's fine if that's what you want to do. And, uh, and these groups, that's, that's what they do. We don't do that. Um, but, of course, that's, a, you know, that's a, a totally a 30,000-foot perspective. So down here closer to the ground, we understand that there has to be commitment in order to keep things going. Um, uh, the website, the podcast, ACES Flight Academy, uh, when we're doing that, the Blackguard, all of these things require commitments from the folks who are making them happen. Um, like these, these podcasts would not happen if we recorded and edited and published them only when it felt fun. Um, but that's okay. I mean, we, we are, are we who are responsible for these things have willingly made our commitments to the group and will continue doing what we do until we decide not to do it anymore. And I'm not trying to be glib. I mean, it's, it's just it's we've kept it that simple on purpose. Now. Um, the Sunday meetups. What is the Sunday meetup? Or, or I guess more to the point, what is it compared to other scheduled those guys with ships events such as Johnny Eleven Bravo's Arma RP campaign, which is currently going on on Tuesday nights? Um, to our thinking, the meetup is at its heart an informal time to hang out with other folks in the group and to play games. Maybe play Star Citizen Alpha, but maybe play some other more stable game um, uh, that that you and other folks uh, um, have uh, a common interest in. I mean, Those Guys with Ships is a Star Citizen organization, and Versecast.org is a gaming community. So those two things coexist. Uh, Johnny's RP campaign is a structured event which requires participants to be online at a specific time, more or less. And the meetup at present is a more informal gathering targeted to begin at 6 p.m. West Coast. So I get, you could say, then, why bother scheduling the meetup at all if it's such an informal thing? And um, it's, it's John and my uh, belief that having the event on the calendar and mentioning it every week on the community show is better than not doing that. I mean, again, I'm not trying to be glib. I mean, it's just that, you know, it doesn't cost us anything to, to put it on. It doesn't cost us anything to, to advertise it. 
Um, so, um, that, I mean, that's, you know, why do we do it? Because, you know, why not? Um, and uh, I think sort of a loose analogy that kind of makes some sense to me is that the Sunday meetups are like open hours at a public baseball field. So for anybody that wants to play ball on Sundays at 6 and it works in your schedule, come on by the park and we'll see if we can get a game together. Um, but if you're not feeling like playing baseball, you know, there's no worries. There's a public basketball court right across the street. So we can go over there and do that if that's what's, uh, what's floating your boat around, uh, right about now. And But... When it's not open hours at the field, there you know there's there's organized stuff. There's rec league play that you can do. So everyone is free to make whatever level of commitment uh, they want to make to be there um, when they um, when they want to be there. If they commit to be there, then to uh, show up and do that um, and do a more structured thing um, if that's what they want to do. So right now the structured thing we have going is all under the black guard because you know Arma works, uh, Star Citizen. We're still uh, we're still developing. Um, this is going to change as further releases to uh, Star Citizen Alpha happen. But, you know, like I say, right now, Arma's working. And so that's, that's the horse we're riding. Um, so, and we do hear the concern that it may, <clears throat> it may look bad on the group if a new person shows up to the meetup and there is no one in charge running the show. Um, you know, absolutely, I can see that being a perception. However, you know, being the casual organization that we are, um, we believe you know you have to you have to allocate where you're going to you know what you're going to spend your time trying to manage, and we believe that it's a better use of our time right now to manage the commitments that we have made. Um, you know, for myself, it's the podcast and and uh, and uh, stuff like that. Um, managing perceptions just turns into too much of a rabbit hole. So um, you know, if somebody has showed up and didn't find help or folks to play with, I'm sorry about that. You know, I mean sometimes. Uh, folks, they've got other stuff going on, so they they can't be there. I, I mean, a lot of times uh, there are a lot of people there, and and you know we you, we all know who the regulars are, and uh, when they're there, they're they're willing to help. Um, and so uh, I, I think that that's a, that that's a good thing. Um, and also, I like to you know point. Remember that we have received lots of positive feedback in the applications to our group and uh, emails thanking us for positive experiences that people have had when they've come out. So. Um, you know, and uh, and also I think we, we, we need to mention, too, that uh, there are a lot of folks that can't make the Sunday meetups. I mean, it's it's set up for 6 p.m. Pacific because I think primarily because that's a time that I can make it on a regular basis. I mean, I'm not always in game, but I try to be online um, at that time. I'm usually online at that time unless I'm, I'm, I'm gone or, or something. Uh, oftentimes I'm working on show notes, but then, you know, eventually I, I'll get in and, and play with everybody. Um, and, we, you know, we understand that, that this time and, um, doesn't necessarily work for everybody, but we don't want to change away from it because, you know, usually we end up getting at least a dozen people out each week. And um, so for them, you know, that, that the current time appears to be working. Is, you know, it's not working for everyone. And, I mean, it's not possible for it to work for everyone. So um, now uh, it's possible, of course, to set up additional times. That's great. I mean, that would not be something that I would be able to make a commitment to um, uh, being able to to manage or you know pay attention to. So anyone who wants to set up an, an additional time, uh, please start a thread in um, on on the website and in, in the forums and see who else wants to meet it at uh, at a time that that works for everybody for all of those people involved you know go ahead and do that um you know get a group together to play and then and please you know after you know if you, if you get a group you get some momentum going you're you're having fun 
you know, write us an email, send it to, you know, comms at Versecast and tell us all about it. And we'll talk about it on the show. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, that'll that'll gain traction, keep traction. And, and uh, you can uh, we can have these events going on uh, all over all over the world. So um, enough of me. What uh, what do you guys think about all this? Firstly, I have to uh, congratulate you on that very sly and well-timed email plug. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, as for my personal opinion, uh, firstly, I think it's important to point out that, number one, um, there is people on all the time, and, and it's not like at 6 p.m. the 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 channel, not the channel, but the, the team speak is just barren of people. So, mm-hmm. And there are people playing other games. If a new person wanders in and, and checks, I mean, chances are they, they won't just go into the Star Citizen room and just, well, there's nobody here, and then just leave. Most of them will right. go check in the other rooms and say, hey, is this the, the TGWS guys to interview a Playstar Citizen? Um, and, and I imagine you may find a few people out there who are interested. Um, it's also worth pointing out that Star Citizen's activity, partly largely due to, as you mentioned, it being an alpha, comes in waves at this point. Um, yep. As a new thing crops up, <coughs> 2.2, um, there'll be a surge of activity. People will try it out, do the new thing, and play a lot. Um, and once the PU happens in a large scale, there'll be people doing all sorts of things all the time. Right. Um, but, I, you know, that activity comes and goes. I think since the servers have been a lot more stable lately, we've, we've had a lot more people playing. I mean, uh, last Sunday night, we had uh, a bunch of people flying around together. In, we've got, I mean, I wouldn't say it's regular, but almost semi-regularly, we've had multi-crew excursions at this point. Yep. It takes some work to get get set up, and sometimes it's hard to get in, myself included. Uh, last Sunday, I just could not get in the groups. But we had people playing, and we had people playing Star Citizen. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to be playing Star Citizen every 6 p.m., every Sunday night. Um, people would get burned out, and, and that's not something you definitely don't want. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I, I send the, the tweet out at 6 o'clock because, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, keep it regular right you know so it's it's like you know so everyone kind of has in the back of their head and i know that i <clears throat> excuse me i see uh, tweets you know from folks that are saying you know hey uh, you know in response to to the uh, the meetup announcement saying hey you know um i haven't made it out yet but i'm, I'm definitely going to make it so that's you know that's in their head right this is something that we do every week and some someday they're going to come out you know and maybe maybe it won't even be on a sunday maybe they'll, they'll you know you know, think about it on a Wednesday night and come out and um, and see us out there doing you know um, uh, Wednesday wasteland. Um, I forget what it was. You almost got but it. anyway. Wasted Wednesdays yeah, that, or something like that. It involves alcohol and firearms mm-hmm. of some kind. All it just rolls off the tongue. Wasted wasteland Wednesdays. Look at that, just right there. W's. Is the WWW. And to your to your point, Ace. I mean, there when there are people out there. I mean, you know, folks like yourself and Mark and Johnny. I mean, uh, anytime that the that folks come out and find one of you guys there, um, uh, I, there there's there whether it's scheduled or not, there are people that are there willing to help. You know, I mean, Avi's done a great job on on Sundays to. 
uh, to this point in kind of organizing things, uh, you know, making sure that, that folks that, that want to get into a group are, are, are into a group, you know, deciding, you know, what's the best gameplay mode to do, stuff like that. Um, you know, life being what it is, he's got a new job, so it's going to be harder for him to be out there on Sundays now. So, um, uh, but you know, that's you know part of the the magic of uh, of uh, those guys with ships is that we have lots of people in the group like that. That um, you know, it it may not be rigorously structured all the time. I mean, we do have the the things that we're doing where we do have more more structure. Um, but you know, when we're just you know hanging out and being casual, um, you know. Folks are friendly and uh, and willing willing to help. Agreed. Yeah, and and the thing is, you know, I'm actually going to touch on this a little bit in the um, community segment. Segment um, there is a uh, casual uh, European meetup. Uh, I do uh, when I can. Uh, usually late late nights on Fridays and Saturday nights. Um, I tend to pop in, and um, I know Dietrich's been in there, and uh, the, uh, Mr. Turd Ferguson has been in there, and. You know, and a few other people have popped in, and you know, so there's there is always something going on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, and if you and if there isn't doesn't appear to be um, a time that is you know when it, when it's available to you, <clears throat> God, excuse me. Um, you know, post something in the, in the thread. Say, hey, you know, I'm usually on at this particular time. I don't tend to see a lot of people. Is there anybody else um, that you know might be available at that time that wants to get together and and play together? Um, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that that there there will be folks, you know, organize something and um, and then tell us about it. Yeah, and I'll be honest. Uh, touching on that, one of the best things someone can do if they're interested in making friends or finding people to play, to, to game with, regardless of what game it is, get on the team speak server and sit there. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what? Yeah, there you're already a, there not playing a... with people. You might as well sit there and let people know that you're around. I right. guarantee you not a 24-hour period will go by where you won't have people start coming in and talking to you. Especially yeah. if you're playing a game and you know, especially if you're playing a game that's that's on the list or you know by all means if you if it's not on the list and you would like it there, let us know. It's easy to do. You know, no skin off my back to add, add a channel in there. Right. Yeah. Well, and, I, I've been playing Tomb Raider uh exactly. lately as anybody knows, uh, remotely in the sound of my voice at this point. Um, but if I sit, I'll sit in the other games channel. Doesn't say what I'm playing, just in the other games channel. And every once in a while, someone will just pop in and be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Yeah, and if, if you yeah. don't, voila, if you, you don't go. meet Tamdemonium <laughs> within the first probably 48 hours of being on the server and playing, then uh, clearly you're doing something wrong. Cause he'll pop in and talk to you. He's our resident. Uh, what's we're looking for? Uh, uh, Welcome committee. Yes. Yeah. He will take it upon himself to come and say hi. He's a fantastic guy, and. Um, you know, we're we're talking all the time. I talk to him for Steam half a day while we're at work about uh, various things as well. So I mean, he's a great guy, and he will he will he will make the first step if you don't. He will come and say hi to you. And uh, there are a lot of people that will do the same thing. It's just a matter of getting there. Even if it is, like I said, if it's an off time, you don't see anybody on there. Just don't sit in the AFK channel. Come on down. Put yourself in anything. Someone will yeah. come by and say hi. Yeah. Put put yourself in in the channel that you uh, of the game you want to play. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Do it that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. And right now. Um, uh, you know, uh, Star Citizens uh, with the release of uh, 2.2 uh, today, uh, maybe gathering some more steam. Of course, we've got um, a lot of stuff going on in Arma, and I don't know. Um, uh, maybe the the division will uh, be something that uh, that a lot of folks want to play as soon as that uh, gets released. I know it was very popular over the weekend. Uh, the, the beta, uh, a lot on, of folks were playing both that. Both betas, I you know, saw a huge draw. People drop into the division channel. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, definitely. 
Cool. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, the point the point is is that you know we are a, a casual group, and uh, the way that we do things tends to be um, Cas- pretty casual, markedly casual, markedly <laughs> casual. <laughs> yeah. markedly casual. Um, so, uh, you know, don't uh, don't let that scare you. I, why would you be scared by casual? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know um, casual sometimes is dude sitting in slacks with a cigar. You might be a little worried he's a mafioso. Uh, yes. Yes, that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you Perhaps. wanted a scenario in which someone might be afraid of casual. I gave it to you. Yeah, well, I th- well, there we you. go. Um, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> Ca- that was casual Friday. Everybody's <laughs> afraid a, of casual Friday. No one's afraid of casual oh. Friday. That's just that's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we just it's been a while since we've talked about uh, the meetup in the context of what it actually is. Um, so um, I hope that that, uh, that adds a little bit of clarity. And, um, you know, if you have any comments or, um, or uh, uh, constructive criticism, uh, you know, please, you know, send it to uh, comms at versecast.org, and uh, we can bring it up again uh, soon and, and discuss it some more. So that's enough of it. Let's talk about fun stuff. Let's talk about video games. Let's talk about... Around the interverse. Nice. All right. So um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go through this quickly because uh, we're already a half hour in, and there's something else that I want to talk about a a new sometimes segment, kind of like um like candy. You can't eat candy all the time. You can only eat no. it sometimes. That's so a darn lie. It's you know, it should be a sometime foods. Anyway, you take um, that back. Over at uh, over at the official versecast dot uh, org website, uh, Dietrich is uh, still offering to help anyone interested in getting their aggressor badge. Uh, he's willing to do that on Thursday nights. And uh, Dietrich, you're my favorite person because basically he was like, "Who wants to listen to Jackson on uh, Quantum Drive, my show that I do?" on the base every Thursday night and uh, try and get some rec and uh, hopefully possibly earn a badge or two if you don't have them. I gotta say, Sweet. playing playing Arena Commander to rock music, to like any sort of like like uh, pop music, is actually a lot of fun. Like yeah, you just, you just turn, cool. off the, uh, turn off the, the music, the in-game music, and just listen to something else that's playing at the same time. It's, it's a thrill. Well, I really try... Um, when I put my playlists together, I, I I live in kind of a rock and kind of a blues universe. Like that's that's kind of my main you know music. But there's a lot of other styles that I like as well, and I try and incorporate those into the show. And I try and make the show more about the mood than about the music specifically. Um, and I do that you know purposely to to lend itself to playing uh, Star Citizen. So if that's working for people, then that's awesome because that's always kind of been my goal. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I, I think I think it does work. You you, you don't you don't play enough uh, um, a Coolio, but that, that's okay. <laughs> you, you got you got your Coolio request for the year, Mister. You, you can't have too much <laughs> for the Coolio. year. Oh. <laughs> that's right. Only only one Coolio song a year. Wow. Choose wisely. Um, so Razzy. <laughs> Razzy uh, is uh, has an in-depth look at various uh, headsets. Uh, the uh, Logitech G633 versus the HyperX Cloud 2. Um, it's a good discussion about uh, headsets. If anybody's interested in checking that out, I would recommend going in. I gotta go post uh, in there. What uh, I was gonna say, just briefly, um, what headsets do you guys uh, use? 
Give me a second. Um, it depends on what I'm doing. Uh, for my for my music recording, I use some Sennheisers, really nice ones. Uh, they're well over $100, I'm sure. Um, I've had them for years, though. But uh, for this stuff, I can't even tell you. It's uh Yeah, no, I did I, the same thing. I, I, I don't everyone, even know. You just hear everybody crinkle, crinkle of plastic. They lift their headsets off for a moment. <laughs> right. Mine uh, are Logitech G35s, and they are not for the faint of heart. They look like... Uh, just like business grade Logitech headsets, but they are not cheap. But they're really nice. They're as a long as mine are circumoral. That's all I care about. I can't have them. They got to be all the way around my ears. I don't want them like pushing on the ears. Yeah, same here. That's key. I'm uh, I'm rocking the uh, Turtle Beach uh, Ear Force Seven. Nice, which I like real hard, and I never use them. <laughs> <laughs> Those are that's my headset, but I never use them. I, I just use earbuds. I really? Using... Why don't you use them for gaming? Um, be, because I'm missing a cable. <laughs> wow! And I never remember to to go buy one when I'm at Fry's. Well, that'll do it. There, yeah. You listen to the podcast when you're at Fry's. You'll hear the bit, and you'll be reminded to go get the cable. I that's have an uh, excellent idea. I have uh, like much like Mark. Um, I didn't know that you did music, Mark. We have to talk about that yeah. after the show. Yeah. Um, I when I record music, when I mix the show, I actually have a pair of custom UE uh, or I'm sorry, custom EU, right? EU or UE? 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 UE. Custom UE, UE uh, earbuds that were molded to the insides of my ear. Um, I actually use those uh, in uh, live performance as well as uh, monitors. But uh, when I do the podcast, I've got a really nice pair of Sennheisers as well um, with my mic. But when I'm gaming, I've got the StarCraft II Razer Banshee headset. Oh, interesting. You and your fancy fancy audio equipment. Huh? Yeah. Are are they fancy colors or is it just black because it's Razer, obviously? No, no. It's uh, well. It's it's um, gunmetal gray, and um, I can change uh, I can change the colors on uh, the headset, which is nice. Yeah, all the a lot wow. of the Razer products do that. Yeah, usually I, I, with with Razer, unless it's a chroma, it's one color. Um, the headset, though, I can change to uh, any number of colors, which is really nice, and I can change all three: the logo, the trim, and then um, like the the bottom vents. I consider getting the A fifties, the wireless. Uh, uh, headsets that are that were Halo branded, but they were two hundred dollars, and the reviews that I found were not great for them. So I was like, for two hundred bucks, th- these things should be like the next thing from God. They should be amazing. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, Shadow Fox E fifty seven took a very nice picture of Ace refueling his helicopter in Arma. Are you actually night. are you actually sitting on top of a fueling of a car fueling station? So we were playing on a, a, a public server and um, the Hilo had been damaged and so had leaked uh, a fair amount of fuel. I was down to a quarter tank. And I was like, mm, we may not make it back to base. And there was a refueling station, which was a, which is a, a it's a gas station, and it's mostly used for cars. You put right. a, a tank or a truck, and they'll ostensibly it'll fuel you back up. So uh, I I brought the helicopter over the pad, thinking eh, if I get just low enough, then it might trigger the fueling animation, and it might start fueling the helicopter. But I did not. I did never intended to actually land. Well, as soon as I got low enough and it triggered the fueling animation, the way the fueling animation works, it draws your fuel level down to zero and then begins to bring it back up. So I'm oh. right over the pad and the rotors cut out. 
And I just <laughs> gently settle down on top, and I'm just like, <gasps> it's a good thing it didn't collapse. Yeah, well, you know what? But it that's what I was so worried good, about. Ace. Everyone was impressed when you landed. There. Yeah, it just settled right on down top of it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then like, as soon as as soon as it began to fuel, I turned the rotors back on. It's like I don't want to leave that weight on top of that pad any longer than I absolutely have to. Nice. It would have blowed up real pretty though. <laughs> it would have. Well, we had what like eight people on board been really oh, or something like that yeah it would have been impressive <laughs> uh, you know honestly it would have been impressive either way landed on it or blew up on top of it either one would have worked turns out you landed well so you know you get props so Thanks. good job and then uh holy won the swiss cheese uh put a little bump in for the european meetup uh so if anybody is interested uh definitely go over to the forums go over to the star citizen forum Specifically, and look at the European meetup slash maybe. Um, it's a good in-depth discussion for all of our uh, European uh, org members uh, to get involved with, and uh, you know, jump on and, and like we talked about earlier, you know, let's let's get you know five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten casual meetups going, so that you know there's a casual meetup for every casual player. Yeah, absolutely, and then and tell us about it so that we can uh, we can you know. Uh, talk about it on the show. Get you some more uh, some more folks uh, involved, and so you know that's the way this stuff works. Is uh, you know when it, when we first started this thing, it was just me, uh, myself, John, and Caleb, and uh, um, you know now we're 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 getting real close to three hundred people. So it's crazy. Um, At some point, yeah. I would like to meet this Caleb fellow. Uh, you know, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Uh, he is around though. Um, I, I occasionally I see his light. Uh, Light up on Steam, but um, I'm not sure what he, what he's uh, doing for gaming right now. But um, uh, that was uh, that was back then, back um, in the day. In the day, uh, I think Jimmy, we should also um, mention. I think we forgot to mention on the other show there um, something that out of uh, CIG that has gotten a fair amount of buzz. Is right? Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, MacVirus posted over in the forums a Star Citizen and a Star Citizen and CIG on the BBC. I haven't had a chance to watch this yet. Um, have you guys checked this out? Yeah, I've I haven't seen it. seen it, but I've heard it's really good. I saw it. some. Yeah, I saw some. Uh, was it some Reddit posts about it? But uh, I haven't yeah. had time to watch it. It's well, basically it? consumer grade intro into what Star Citizen is and and into the whole crowdfunding thing and uh, some some will they won't they drama. Uh, just sort of like lightly sprinkled in there because it's a consumer piece so it's a lot about the business and the like the money and this could be an amazing thing but it could also be a disaster sort of discussion um, which I get uh, that's not a bad a discussion of, honestly I think that's a fair assessment yeah yeah totally this game could really be terrible well I, that's, the it, way I, that's the way I see it like, like either way this goes this is either going to be an incredible video game or it will be one of those stories that's talked about for in video game history for years to come about like oh man and then that company collapsed and there's just this whole crazy thing. Um, yeah, I, either way, it's it's yeah, I, I agree. It's gonna it's gonna make a lot of noise one way or the other. Um, I mean, I, I tend to lean towards the side of uh, positive because you know, and I think I speak for all of us. We're in the game. We're playing what's yeah, there. Yeah, oh, definitely. It, it would be very surprising for that to just all completely collapse and go away. I don't see that happening anytime yeah. soon. And if Squadron 42 is half as good uh, as what I've been playing currently with Tomb Raider, uh, they'll they'll make a huge splash. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then uh, one last bit that I want to talk about in the general uh, chat forums. Um, I don't 
talk about my wife's show very often, but I'm very proud of the bit that she did recently. Uh, my wife, for those of you that don't know, is a host on uh, CNET, and she has a show called Tomorrow Daily, and she talks a lot about uh, future tech, uh, mo- a lot about robots. She loves robots, but robots and future tech. Um, recently, they did a, a, a they wore a virtual reality suit. So, like, if you blew on it, like, you could feel the pressure, and it was, like, this weird, crazy thing. And anyway, she just recently did an interview with Joshua Smith, who is one of the uh, team members for LIGO. Uh, Those are the folks that uh, confirmed gravitational waves. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really neat piece. It's only about, about 15 minutes long. It, they, they actually pulled it out of their show. Uh, they do their show uh, Monday through Thursday, uh, five-minute shows Monday through Wednesday, and then a full show on Thursday. But they pulled this segment out, and it's about 15 minutes long, and it's a really good um, deep dive into gravitational waves for you know, the common man. You know, if you're not really familiar with it, but you're curious about it, um, they do a really nice Q&A with them. So go check it out. Cool. Did you guys know today's uh, Avi's birthday? It is. Oh. Is it really? Oh. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday. Avi. Happy birthday. You know yeah. what else it is? Uh, National Margarita Day. Margarita it is. Monday. Oh, it have is. have Abby. yourself a margarita, Avi. Yes. So ha- put yep. those together, and what do you have? A Cadillac margarita in celebration of Avi. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so um, we're running long, and I, I want to get to everybody else's segments. So just real briefly, um, I want to touch on the 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 on again, off again segment that I, uh, that I want to start doing called "You're Out of Controller." <laughs> I, I offered to uh, as our segment noise, well, grab my joystick and go. There you go. There's your out of control Perfect. noise. Um, so I. Did some research on uh, I, I, on I, I've been very interested because of what SciTech and MadCats is doing with a, a Star Citizen specific HOTAS. I've been very curious. It's really piqued my interest. I've never used a HOTAS setup before ever. So I started to do some research into um, you know into HOTAS and and if it was something that I would even you know be remotely interested in doing, and uh, you know and it's also not cheap. You know, um, so I had decided through my research to um, to take the plunge, and I actually got a cheap uh, Hotas uh, set up, and um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, which I'll have. Thrustmaster Flight X. Thank you. The uh, Thrustmaster Flight X. It comes with a throttle and comes with a stick, and it's only about forty bucks. So I figure if I absolutely hate it and want to throw it in the trash, it's not a big deal. And if I really do enjoy it, then eventually I can upgrade to the Mad Cat's uh, official Star Citizen brand when that comes out. But the research that I had done was really interesting. Um, a lot of what I found was people were saying that switching over to a HOTAS setup is not going to make you a better pilot. But what it will do is it will make any game that you're playing, and this was the stuff I'd researched was Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, a few other things. Um, it makes the experience so much more immersive. And that, to me, is what I'm looking for. I would agree. So while you have more precision with a mouse, um, at the end of the day, a lot of what the re- a lot of the research I did, people were saying that um, if you're a good pilot, you're a good pilot, regardless. Whether you're flying stick, whether you're flying mouse, you know, a bad mouse pilot is, is going to get their butt handed to him by a good 
HOTAS pilot and vice versa. Um, so if you're going into HOTAS expecting to be a better pilot, you will be disappointed. Um, if you go into HOTAS for the immersion factor, then you'll enjoy it. So for me, that was kind of a home run. I was like, all right, well, I'm very much in, into immersing myself in the game. So sure, I'll give it a shot. Um, I know that this is going to be a difficult process. Um, everything that I've read online, um, a lot of people had just had said most people hate it because it's so different. But to just stick with it, and as you get more comfortable with it, you know, basically I'm going to be learning to fly all over again. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm interested in uh, what this transition has in store for me, and I will report back next week when I actually have the Hotas in hand and I've done a little playing with it. When we finish the podcast, uh, remind me to uh, show you a blank profile uh, load up that you can import into your Star Citizen, as well as a sheet that lists all the button callouts for that joystick uh, so that, that you can match them up with what's in Star Citizen. One of the nice. things that's really complicated about using joysticks is that a lot of the sticks, uh, SciTech, or not SciTech, but that CIG has. Uh, profiles that are built in that you can preload from within the game. Okay. The problem is there's no telling what button does what in relation to what's on your controller. Okay. So my recommendation is to I'll, I'll and I'll lend you a hand with this if we're done. Uh, download and install like a blank profile that just wipes out everything, so it's all zeroed, and then that way build, you know what the buttons are. Right, right, right. You can set okay. them by yourself. Well, that sounds yeah, scary. that's. That's what I was thinking about doing. Um, I, I, I like that idea better because you're almost kind of learning the stick by programming it. Right. Oh, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you're on a controller. I'll write back uh, or I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about it next week. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, There's a sound bite on my phone. <laughs> oh. So, Ace, right. what's going on in the loop, So, my segment... Whoa. That was an angry loop. The metal yeah. loop. <laughs> um, so, my segment is, is, by the same extent, fairly short. Um, as I hinted at at the top of the show, um, the uh, combat system for overheating... Uh, but power is already in game to some extent uh the reason i discovered this was actually quite by accident um so you know the big size two mass drivers that are at the rec store that you can rent now Uh uh-huh i rented four of those and put them on my super hornet that's a lot wow Just, just for giggles just to see how it would work the answer is devastatingly effective they will one shot pretty much anything in that loadout um however what I also discovered is that you can, in fact, put too much drain on your power plant. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Tell so, me it shut you down, because that would be amazing. Well, so what happens is really interesting. So when you spawn your ship, your weapons boot up, um, and you can fly for maybe two or th- maybe one or two minutes in combat. But as you fly... You're, there's there's more power going to the weapons than there is the thrusters. And so your craft begins to get sluggish and the turns get sloppier and it gets harder to control and eventually you lose all control and you just tumble slowly. Um, 
So it's and and you can you can still boost and your your engines will still fire and stabilize you. But what it sounds like or what it feels like is sort of like the electricity, the like the actual power necessary to move the the nozzles around is dra- slowly drained to the point where they don't respond at all. So it's kind of like if you had a wireless mouse and the batteries are dying and it, it's like you're trying to move say, around the thing. It's it, not. It feels very much like that. Okay. Yeah, where it, it cuts out more and more like a, like a dying car battery, where it just like yeah, eventually, sure. no matter how much push you put on the on the the pedal, you get very sluggish or very little response. So, this happened to me in in a match of Arena Commander, and of course, I promptly got blown out of the sky because I was this slowly tumbling target. Next time I spawned, and I realized what was going on because the the indicators on the left hand side they blink. They have little tiny power indicators in the top left-hand corner, and they blink from blue to green to orange, and then they're flashing constant red, and once they're flashing constant red, you've got no control whatsoever. You're just a drifting target. So what I did is, I, when, as soon as it began to go from green to orange, and I felt my, sh- my ship beginning to, to, to lose power, I went and hid behind a rock, and I went into my uh, power settings, and I shut off all the guns. Power suddenly started cycling back up to the, the engines. And as soon as they cycled all the way back to the engines, turned the guns back on, came back out from behind the rock, fired a couple more times, and repeated this process over and over again. And so I was like, oh, look at that. They have a, a power system where you actually have to manage and conserve your energy, or bad things will happen. You get consequences. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So if you want to use that, you can use it as a gunboat for right. about a minute. Right. Well, you, we, I mean, the <laughs> whole idea is you, about a minute. Right. You fly in, you hit your target once or twice, and then you get out of there and you <laughs> come back around. around. The way. <laughs> yeah. Hope, hope someone's coming in behind you to help out. Um, but uh, I mean, the other thing that was, then I realized that I was like, oh, that's that's strange. So I went into the hollow table afterwards, pulled it up, and discovered that I could pull my Vanguard's power plant, which is like one and a half times the output of the Super Hornet was able to slot it in the Super Hornet's power plant's uh, position. Wow. And now I suddenly had more than enough power to run all the thrusters and the guns at the same time. Oh, wow. Well, you, you you voided the warranty, mystery. <laughs> yep, you're not going to be able to take that into the shop at all. How, uh, how, did that, uh, how did that work out for you? Uh, unbalancingly powerful. <laughs> nice. So, OP. But yeah, that's, so that's, there's my... I mean, it, the, the thing about a lot of this stuff is that we don't think about it until we start testing some of this but there are some stuff in there that we that are isn't sort of like really heavily publicized that comes out of comes as a surprise and discovering this power behavior was certainly a happy surprise to me well hopefully it's um it's even more exciting now that we have the 2.2 indeed yeah with a lot of patch notes I, because also coolers are going to be able to help with that now too right? yeah that w- which That's is, what it looks which, like yeah yeah it's a big now, issue with some of the guns, uh, especially like, you know, cough, cough, the Gatling turrets that just overheat almost instantaneously. Yeah. It'd be mm-hmm. nice to have a cooling system that's actually in place. Yeah. Now, I haven't had a chance to look through the uh, patch notes yet, Mark. Uh, is there any anything in there about uh, weapon configuration in the PTU? Weapon configuration. Um, I have not seen anything specifically about weapon configuration, just... Uh, uh, yeah, they've got the coolers in there used to you know dissipate heat, uh, and that they're going to basically give people uh, the stock version or whatever they're calling it, kind of at, just uh, to kind of get the, their ships the same cooling that they had previously. 
and then it looks like they're also adding a few new ones that uh, I believe, yeah, it says during the PTU, all backers will have access to these coolers automatically for maximum testing. That's the uh, Wencastle Ven, maybe? Maybe it's Ven. Vencastle Endo mm. and J-Span okay. Cryostar, both size one class, and then some other stuff. Anyway, so it looks like they're giving you stuff to fool around with, but I don't see anything in here uh, from what I've gotten scanned so far about specifically about uh, you know how you're, you're managing the weapons uh, other than that. So we'll see. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah. Have to check it out. All right. Well, Mark, since uh, since you're you're here, yeah, we're the very last. <laughs> we'll cut this real. We'll make this super quick. Well, no, wait. Oh, yeah, we have to make the noise. Oh, okay. Ready? Go. Pew, oh, no, pew. no, you have to say your thing. Yeah, say, oh, I'm sorry. What was the segment called, man? Oh, man, are you guys ready for a little outside the wire? Bang! Gun gun sounds are a lot of fun. You can do a lot of things with gun sounds. Did you like my M203? Yeah. Yes, that was that was nice. More like a thump. That makes it more like a thump. And but, and then but a, not in line at the airport. And then a kerplooey. Anyway, so we'll we'll cut this kind of short um, since we have uh, very not much time at all. Um, uh, I'll talk about the Oculus later on. Uh, so we'll do that. Uh, we'll save that for next week. Uh, maybe we oh, do yeah. kind of, maybe we do kind of a, yeah. a gear a gearhead segment. You know, uh, Jimmy Ooh, will talk like about it. his stuff, and I'll talk about my stuff, and we'll uh, talk about stuff. Then we can discuss stuff. But stuff. Um, yeah, as far as it goes, uh, we did not have RP last week. Uh, the campaign because oh, some terrible server hosting. Uh, I went six days without a response to my server hosting company. Didn't know what was That's happening. No idea. They finally get back to me. And they say, hey, by the way, sorry, uh, your entire server got lost. So you're going to have to make all your stuff over again. I mean, we had oh, a bunch of custom lost. configurations, all kinds of stuff. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, in the meantime, I had given up on them because they wouldn't even respond to my emails asking what's going on. Hi, you're, 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 I mean, you're a server hosting, you're a game server hosting company, and you can't get back to me within, I mean, not getting back to someone within a day is pretty odd. You know, not getting back to them within five days, six days is ridiculous. So anyway, whatever. No big deal. Found another game hosting company, and I ended up actually getting a. Uh, I just ended up getting a Windows 2012 uh, R2, um, you know, virtual server, uh, virtual box, and I'll I just, you know ran my games through that now. So instead of having to do a hosted game stuff, yeah, forget it. I'll just do my own. Anyway, got that taken care of. Uh, so we should be up and running hopefully by Tuesday. Uh, Johnny actually got a cheaper server uh, that he was doing some kind of public stuff on. We we haven't decided kind of what we want to use for each server because we kind of have them both. Uh, mine has the ability to do all the stuff we need to do uh his will be more limited because of, of the hosting company's limitations that he has so um but we're going to kind of you know play it out and kind of figure out w- what we can do with both of them make them both work but we should definitely have stuff ready for rp uh this week which obviously by the time it gets out everyone uh, will uh, will have already played but uh it was a great time it was a great time <laughs> i can tell you that we all had fun and mm-hmm. uh we shot bad guys and we learned things yep. about brotherhood so that was good. Yeah. Were there, were there bands formed? Of there were bands. Yes, there were. Anyway, uh, other than that, there wasn't update. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I got a few minutes yet. There were. Uh, there was an update to Arma. Uh, is there Eden? Uh, it's not, actually. I think it was the Eden update. Essentially, their their new editor Eden came out, and uh, it's fantastic. Oh my oh, gosh, good. it's fantastic! It's a 3D editor. Uh, it just allows you to do everything kind of in the engine while you're doing stuff. It's uh, it makes things go oh so much quicker. 
Um, now, can you can you can you set this up to like you know build little scenarios for yourself on your local machine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can do this all locally too. Uh, all you really have to do is just go into the editor, and there are tons of tutorials on how to do it. Uh, some of them will be a little outdated, obviously, since the new editor came out, but they're still. I mean, it still works the same. Um, but yeah, you can go do that. That's a pretty common practice for anyone if you're trying to, you know, you want to make loadouts for yourself, or you want to mess around with things, or try a mod that you think might be cool. Uh, people, you know, make a mission and with the mod loaded on and see what happens. Uh, it's not, oh, okay. yeah, it's not too hard to do. There is a learning curve, like everything else, Arma. But um, depending on how complex you want to get, you can get extremely complex, and you know where you basically need to be a computer programmer to know what in the world's going on. Uh, all the way down to, you know, the guy making the simple mission that, uh, you know, is just trying to do one or two things. So, you know, it's, it's doable. And this, uh, this uh, uh, new modding tool that they have, or the new uh, mission editor, is, uh, is extremely useful. So hopefully that will work out. Sweet. Yeah. The thing uh, that we should mention is also that there, with that, with that uh, new update, came some new audio stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, actually they did. There was some uh, positional audio uh, they added, which is fantastic. Uh, the... The gunfire around, uh, you know, you can really tell the distance and where it's coming from. Uh, they added a bunch of different sound clips. It used to just be, you know, one or two around, you know, where you're getting shot at. Now you really get a feel for, um, you know, for the distance and, like I said, the direction of, of the shots coming, and as well as the the weapon being used, or at least the caliber of uh, of ammunition. So it should nice. be yes, it's uh, it's very nice. And uh, it's quite the uh, quite the update. And so now the next big update will be the the expansion pack, which I believe is still on sale. If anyone hasn't gotten it and they're already going to get it, save yourself twenty percent. Go ahead and get it. Um, and you do that at the Bohemia Interactive website. Correct. Right? You have to do it through Bohemia Interactive, and then what it does is it links itself to your Steam account, and you're all set. So it's, it's super easy to do. Um, you know, Bohemia and Steam have been together for plenty, plenty of years. So don't don't worry about it. It'll it'll be there. Um, and yeah, so that's uh, that's definitely worth doing if you're if you're already planning on getting the expansion anyway. And that should be coming out. They say quarter two of this year. So uh, hopefully so. We'll see, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, um, we did have uh, lots of time in another game. And I believe we'll talk about that in a moment. So, uh, Gleep, why don't we head back to you, and uh, we can continue on here. All right. Well, um, speaking of the Sunday meetup, we had one last night, and we played Star Citizen. Yay! Uh, we had uh, between uh, 6 and 10 people in the Star Citizen channel most of the evening, folks popping in, folks uh, uh, ducking out to go do other stuff. Had a couple of guys uh, came out, uh, Lacondi and Vendus, who hadn't been out for uh, the meetup for a while, so it was great to see them. Um, or to, uh, to actually see them, we talk to them, but um, um, and we, uh, you know, you know, because it it it, it is what it was uh, last night. We don't know what it is now. I'm so excited. Uh, we had the usual challenges hooking up uh, and getting into the same instance, but eventually, most of us, uh, not Ace, uh, unfortunately, uh, were able to hook up and uh, we shot people, <laughs> and then we shot each other, and then other people shot at us, and uh, we didn't really do too much out of the ordinary. Uh, we just hung out, talked about the game, made each other laugh. It was usual, typical, good, those guys with ships fun. So um, uh, definitely uh, do come out on, on Sundays um, and hang out, um, play some games uh, because it's uh, it's cool. 
Um, it's uh, now. It, it was interesting to me that I didn't see many folks playing the Arma because usually on Sunday nights we 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 got folks that are um, uh, you know their star system isn't quite to the point where. Uh, that's uh, it holds their interest much, so uh, they usually playing the Arma. But I'm, I'm guessing uh, that it was um, uh, because of the uh, division beta. Uh, is that correct, Mark? Uh, I would say more than likely, yeah. We actually had a whole slew of people playing the division beta all weekend. Uh, there was a post up on the forums uh, I had made early on, letting people know it was there, and uh, you know, kind of get your uh, you play. IDs uh, on there so people could find you, and we could uh, we could have lots of people to play with. Uh, we did find out in the last beta that uh, playing with people is a whole lot more fun than playing by yourself in, in this particular game, uh, um, most definitely. So uh, we had a lot of luck. A lot of people showed up uh, pretty much throughout the weekend to play. Um, we killed a lot of, uh, we did a lot of uh, the, the Dark Zone stuff, which is kind of a PvP-ish, uh, but still PvE kind of weirdness going on there. But uh, that was a whole lot of fun. We, uh, you know, a lot of people just tried it, you know, brand new. Um, Johnny Love and Bravo was in there. He really uh, wasn't too interested. And by the end of the weekend, uh, he, he he messaged me today said said I miss it. So, <laughs> so, you know, obviously it's um, you know, the the uh, the verdict is still out. We will see. Uh, once again, it's the beta, and they definitely had it pared down. Um, keeping some things under wraps and whatnot, so we will see how the, uh, you know how how fleshed out it is and and how how MMOE it is. Really, I think that's what it really comes down to. Uh, you know, cause you really need to have those things that will keep people coming back day after day. If they don't have that, then it's not going to last. If they do, crit- then it'll be there. A criticism I heard, I believe it was on Star Signal this morning, um, was that uh, that folks feel like it's a bit it's a bit thin, mm-hmm. like there's like there's it's there's not enough content uh, to um, to keep it. Um, uh, and they weren't they weren't saying that. I think the the, the guys on that show had uh, had really enjoyed playing, or the ones that had played yeah. it, uh, but saying that that it was uh, that was a, a common complaint among folks that that. Uh, um, weren't enjoying it as much as that they just felt like um, it, it they had you know it was like when seeing a movie trailer where they gave the entire plot away and, and there's nothing left to do you know I think this one we're still like I said the verdict is still out on exactly whether or not those trailers gave away the plot you know what I mean I mean some some of them will okay. get you teased in there and they'll give you just enough and then they won't give you any more until and then you go see the movie you say hey this was actually a, this was even better than I thought it would be you know okay and I think, or it could be, that could absolutely be the case. We may know everything there is to know, and it may just kind of, you know, flounder around a little bit before it, before it gasps its last gasp. But we'll see. And, you know, we just don't know enough. And, and betas, they can go either way. You know, they can be one right. of those things where they throw everything under the sun at you and, uh, you know, and, and hope that everyone loves it for two weeks. Or it can be one of those things where they've really got it planned out well. Ubisoft has a mixed, uh, a mixed history, so... Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, it's just it's up in the air. We'll see. I already pre-ordered it. Uh, a bunch of us already did. Um, I have a feeling I will be able to get a month out of it of enjoyment. Um, as to whether or not that continues afterward, you know, who knows? We'll see. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, um, speaking of the organization, um, we now have two hundred and ninety-one members. Wow. Thank so you. We're so close. So close. 
Yeah. Um, since last time um, I, I was here, uh, we had uh, Jake W. joined us. He said, Frankie on PC introduced me to this game, and I was hooked. I'm currently using a freelancer, Durr. I am interested in finding a few friends to play with. The more, the merrier. Welcome, Jake. Uh, that is true. The more, the merrier. It's funner to play with friends than by yourself. I think you just said that, Mark. <laughs> it is. And I didn't even think of the context. But, yeah, that's true. There you go. There you go. Uh, Irvin joined us, said, Hey, guys, I just started listening to your podcast recently, and I love it. I also own Arma 3, but I have no idea how to play it properly. Well, come on out. Uh, You all sound very knowledgeable and friendly, so I thought I would try to join your organization. I look forward to joining you all in the verse and on the battlefield as well. Have a nice day. So, uh, Irvin, uh, go to our webpage, versecast.org, and there's a big yellow button there near the top that says Join Us in Arma 3. Click on that, follow the instructions, jump on the TeamSpeak server, and um, there you go. You're on your way. Because I don't feel too intimidated. I remember buying armor for the first time and being like, okay, why does nothing work the way I think it should? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I bought it. I bought it on Steam sale because it was like, oh, all right. And uh, I played it literally for 20 minutes and said, well, I only wasted, you know, 1995. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and how wrong I was. So anyway, uh, Shadow Fox E57, who took that lovely picture of uh, Ace landing on top of a gas station, said, listen to you guys while I'm at work and love the podcast. I'm also an Arma player and hope to join in on the fun. Please. Well, I, apparently he did. He did. <laughs> yes, he's been out uh, several times now. Yeah, he's become Fantastic. a semi-editor at this point. Yeah. Fantastic. Shadow Shrimp joined us, said, Hi, game looks sweet. I have an Avenger and Avenger Warlock. So I guess he has a Stalker and a Warlock. That's multiple Avengers. Yeah. Also been would out in Arma. Would, Seen him as well. Would, yeah. Could that be Avengi? Avengi. Who? Can Aven- you say that on the air? I don't think so. I think, yeah. Uh, Only if you go see um, um, uh, Deadpool first. Okay. All right. Staggs joined us. I said, <laughs> I, like, I like this. This is Staggs. Just got set up for Star Citizen now. What else should I say here? <laughs> Not much. It's pretty no, classic. That, that, that sounds about that right. says it all. So welcome, That's, buddy. There, there, there you go. He's a friend of yours, right? A, um, a, a uh, real life friend. Known him for uh, since grade school. Hey, did, did you guys know that uh, Jimmy and I met in real live space? Oh, I, I saw heard. that. Mm-hmm. It's a, a true rare story. True stories. True yeah. stories. Yeah. Did you guys share like a like a Sunday or something, or maybe I don't know, a plate of spaghetti? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> we uh, dumplings. We, we had we had delightful conversation over Thai food. Ooh, Aww. oh Thai food. Mmm, mm. it was tasty. Love so so sauce. it was Love so it. when Harry met Sally. Was it? Ooh, as long as it's not fellow <laughs> Louise, you're having. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Buck Wild joined us. Said I have been following Star Citizen since November of 2012 when I first heard the idea of a real space sim, but I waited until April of 2014 to back the game. Since that first You Got Our Backs skin, I have fallen in love and now own 45 different ships. Well done, sir. Well done. Your podcast has been a weekly favorite of mine, so I felt compelled to try to join your org as an affiliate. Welcome. You have joined. He is a guy with Um, many ships. No kidding. Um, And then Eleusis? Yep. Uh, joined us and uh, and his uh, his lengthy application consisted of colleague of Ace period. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a coworker of mine. He actually and I work close together every day. So right. I got him interested in the org and and he by the way uh, happens to own a Thrustmaster Flight X. Oh, well, so. there you go. Ooh, All right. There you go. Nice. 
All right, and then Red Man. Matt, oh boy. Wait, wait, think about Always it. Always one. Think about it in your head for a second. Magical. Uh-huh, and I'll say Mag- it all together, but fast. Red Magical. There you go. Hey. It's magical. There you go. <laughs> I love the podcast and your attitude toward what this organization should be. Yay! I want in. I just want to have fun with like-minded citizens and go out and shake things up together. Star Citizen is the game I've dreamed about since I started messing with my TRS-80 back in 1978. Woohoo! Uh, this. Do you remember when when there were Radio Shacks? Oh man! What, there, what I went to one the other day, what, and they actually still have like capacitors and things. What Not is many. this Radio Shack you speak of? <laughs> Where does one I find one know. of these things? Is it sanitary? I don't know. I don't <laughs> Is know, it sanitary? <laughs> hey, it's a shack. He's got a point. Yeah, I, I remember when you wanted computer stuff, you went to Radio Shack. Right. They used to be so important. Everywhere there was a Radio Shack. Now you can't even find them. Well, it's the same yeah. for the Blockbuster, man. That's true. Yeah. Except a little sadder. All right, um, this is going to be so much fun. I have an Aurora LN, but am going after a Cutlass Red and an Endeavor. I want to explore and have some way of making some other money. Yeah, that's a good idea. Doctor Gleep is going that uh, that route too. So uh, let's let's get together and talk endeavors. All right, and then over on the website, we got new members. We got Funisher joined us, as did uh, Jackrabbit7, Neon Shark, Irvin joined us over there, as did Shadow Fox, E57, Buck Wild, Lazy781, Bloody Shrimp, and Red Magical. Yeah, I guess it works. If you say it fast enough, it works. Right, well, it's just magical. I mean, the red, I don't know where that comes from. I just like, but magical, it definitely got to be magical. Red Magical. Red Magical. We're magical. That rolls off the tongue really nicely. It, it does. It, really does. it does. <clears throat> uh, email. Uh, we got an email from Toby uh, to comms at Versecast. He said, I'd like to start a website for my local Muppet LARPing community. Where should I go? Heat stressed and fake fur. Those guys with ships Toby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that one well, to you, Glee. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I'll tell you where you go. Go to Engine. Ian. JIN.com. Oh, oh, I should have seen it coming. Such a nice setup. Oh, you didn't see, nice you didn't, really, you didn't oh, oh. see that. I did yeah, not, did see, not see that coming. Oh, that man. Was, Ace. That was masterful. It was good, though. It was really Thank good. Thank you. It was a brilliant setup. I, but I will say, I saw it coming like three and a half hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, that's because you read the notes. <laughs> All your site hosting needs. Go there, ENJIN.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast every Saturday afternoon. You can reach the podcast by email at comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at Versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI Star Citizen Org can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash Versecast. Please upvote us there on the RSI Community Hub and in the Podcast and Deep Space Radar sections. Links to these are in the show notes. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And please, please, please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. It's groovy. It's free. It's a lot of fun. Say goodnight, Gracie. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? 
You can uh, find me most chatty over on Twitter at Jimmy Croker. Uh, and then every Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST and Saturday, 1 p.m. PST, I do my show Quantum Drive over at uh, the uh, base. Base is a uh, radio, an internet radio station uh, for Star Citizen fans. And I mix lore with uh, music and tell stories. He does. It's a good time. I enjoy it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so come on over and check it out or come find me over on Twitter. Good night, Gracie. I'm Ace Azamine. <laughs> uh, and you can find me uh, most often here in our TeamSpeak uh, system as well as on Steam as Ace Azamine. Um, as for... I'm, I'm playing a little bit of Xbox these days, not much. Uh, playing a lot of Mass Effect lately, so you can find me there as Delandau87. Uh, and I'm, I'm around. I'm around. I'm chill. Mark? Uh, you can find me at madcow1001.com.com at... Wow. What? How about M-A-D-K-O-W-1001 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me wandering around TeamSpeak most of the time. Uh, you can also look at me on my website at savethefurryshrimp.com.org.verse.us.gov, uh, where we try our hardest to save the elusive uh, duck-billed furry shrimp. It's good work, man. It's good work that it's, you do. You know what? It, it's thankless, but I know it's going to pay off in the end. Uh, it's, a, it's an important part of, the, of, our, uh, of our ecosystem that is oft overlooked. Preach. Wow. I, I don't know what else to say, except until next time, we are those guys with ships, and this has been our community podcast. Who's downloading the PTU now? Oh, okay. Um, now? Uh, yeah. As soon as the is show that, is done. Is that yes. open season now? Is that, is that what that is? The uh, yeah, as soon as we hit the uh, the big yellow button. Okay, so hurry up. Yeah, let's hit the big yellow button so we can go patch it.